This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Uber. Introducing Uber Teen Accounts, an Uber account for your teen with trackable trips and highly rated drivers. Your teen can feel a sense of independence and you, as the parent, can follow their ride on a live tracking map. Yeah, when your teen requests a trip, they're matched with highly rated, experienced drivers and you receive real-time notifications. And, you know, I've actually been using Uber Teen lately to help my teen uh, get to and from various events. The other week, I used it to get them and their friend uh, to and from a concert in Atlanta. And today, they're actually going to use it to get home from a football game. It makes them feel safe, and it lets me know that they're safe. I absolutely love it. And today, you can get 40% off. That's up to $15 off three Uber teen rides. Valid for the first 30 days for new users in select markets. See app for details. Add your teen to your account today. Available in select locations. See app for details. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Friends and neighbors, whether you have frown lines, crew's feet, or a face that is uncannily plump and baby smooth, we'd like to welcome you to the show. My name is Ben. My name is Nolan. Ben, I couldn't help but notice you got a little bag and sag in action going on under those eyes there. Can I shoot some sausage poison up in there to help you out? (laughs) Well, I appreciate you using it by its real name. I'm going for more of like a haggard investigator, dangerous cop. On, you know, off the res. World kind of weird. Of, yeah, see. I'm doing like a Serpico thing. I'm I working up toward it. But it's true. I don't know if everybody noticed what Noel just said. You called it sausage poison? Sausage poison, my friend. No. I, have a, I have a syringe of it right here on the ready. <laughs> no, riddle me squirt, this. Squirt. <laughs> riddle me this, Noel, before you stab me in the face with this. Uh Where's this sausage poison thing coming from? Is there another name for that? The sausage poison party? <laughs> I would buy that album. Okay, let's do. Oh yeah, that sounds like fun. Uh, yeah, well, no, it's 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 you know a sausage poison by any other name is still sausage poison, but uh, we know and love it today as a little thing called Botox that has taken the fashion and celebrity world by storm. I'm going to tell you about something that we didn't talk about off air, but it really creeped me out, and I'm going to keep the names out of it, out of respect for these people. So I know someone who is a dude in his early 20s 
who has had multiple Botox injections. Is it Jonathan Strickland? It is not. It is. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's Jonathan. No. Um. I. I don't know of anybody. Any of our coworkers who are Botox fans. Yeah. But it is an increasingly uh, common uh, procedure, right? And it's. It used to be something that people would just. Mo- most Americans would just hear about on television. But now that you know, when I learned that this this guy I know was getting Botox injections in his early twenties, Noel. And he says he has to have them. It, it hit me how common this procedure is becoming. And just, you know, disclaimer right up front, utterly no shade. Do do what you want to do. Do yeah. what makes you feel good. It's your body. It's totally your body. But yeah, no, and I, I said, you know, the, the fashion and, and world of celebrity was taken by storm, but it has totally trickled down to us, uh, you know, everyday folk. And like, there are Botox parties mm-hmm. you can have, like people will go to gyms and set up a little Botox station because it's an easy little quick procedure. It's just a syringe that's loaded with this stuff that is a processed form of a bacteria that actually gives you botulism. And we talked about sausage poison because Hmm. as it turns out the guy that discovered this stuff found it in a batch of bad blood sausages in germany in the early 1800s that's right we can trace the success and prevalence of what is called botox today to the discovery made by this physician justinus kerner who as noel said encountered a batch of dangerous sausage Sausage gone wrong in the early 1800s. What Kerner discovered specifically were the spores of something called Clostridium botulinum microbes. Yeah, and as it turns out, there were multiple strains of it that were discovered. One in particular is what has become used widely as Botox because it has the property of relaxing muscles. So, you know, if you have these lines in your face and then you inject this stuff, it relaxes the muscle and causes the lines to kind of disappear. And it's interesting because uh, this scientist, uh, as was sort of practice in the day, uh, he didn't have anybody to try this stuff out on. So he just shot himself up with it. Mm-hmm. it literally like a thing that he knew was, was, was poisoning, sickening people. He just decided, well, yeah, maybe he might find something interesting out here. And he started injecting it in himself, and he discovered some pretty interesting properties. Right. And uh, we do have to say in Kerner's defense, his bona fides come thusly. Before he experimented on himself, he – this is a quote uh, from our friend Lori L. Dove. He rigorously tested hundreds of sausages to find these different varieties of botulism or botulinum toxin. And it turns out that it was pretty common – to have dodgy sausage in Germany at this time because there were, you know, lower standards of food safety, to be honest. Of course. And eventually this led to something that sounds hilarious but is tragic and real, which was, you know, scores of people dying due to sausage poisoning outbreaks. This inspired Kerner. He worked himself up to self-experimentation, which sounds so crazy today, but you're absolutely right. And he discovered it had this muscle-relaxing effect that you had mentioned and that it was not fatal and that it could alter appearance to a degree. That's right. In addition to that muscle-relaxing effect, it also could cause vision problems, uh, problems swallowing, uh, vomiting, and, and severe weakness of muscles when just, you know, used directly or experienced uh, ingesting it through the tainted food. And Kerner 
actually came up with a pretty clever name for the stuff. Uh, he called it Wurstgift, which means sausage poison. But I, I think <laughs> of it as a, a sausage present. There we go. There we go. But then the evolution of Botox applications continues for, for decades, right? And there's a big breakthrough about 70 years after Kerner. It also involved tainted food. In this case, it was a bespoiled ham that was brought to a funeral. Talk about adding insult to injury. Uh, some people died, actually. Three people uh, died, and 23 people were paralyzed by this tainted ham. And a doctor by the name of Emile Pierre van Ermingem of Belgium had to investigate this botulism outbreak. And it's interesting. He actually studied under uh, Robert Koch, Dr. Robert Koch, who found out about anthrax mm. and tuberculosis and cholera. And the so, bacterial causes. The bacterial causes, exactly. And Ermingham was able to make the connection between botulism and that spore we talked about um, that he called Bacillus botulinus. Um, and it was later renamed Clostridium botulinium. And this is a watershed moment for this science because in the years afterwards, people were able to identify more strains of botulinum toxin, uh, eventually arriving at seven total, four of which could actually cause illness in human beings. That's right. And um, we're getting some of this info from a great article on NBC News called Frozen in Time Botox over the years from bad sausage to brow razor, a poisonous path to pretty. That is some good alliteration That's right there. That's a good there. title. It's neat, though, too, because as we move into the 40s and World War II, folks were experimenting with this stuff as like a serious chemical weapon. Yeah. According to a 2004 article in Clinical Medicine by the – it's the Journal of the Royal College of Physicians in London, uh, there was a plan on the U.S. side to have Chinese sex workers slip tiny pills into the food or drink of high-ranking Japanese officers in the hope that uh, this would prove fatal. They got far enough to actually make the capsules, but they never put it into action. But yeah, as Noel said, they were actively planning to weaponize it. And now, you know, you can have a party and put a version of it in your face. And that stuff you put in your face is the botulinum toxin type A. Because in the 60s and 70s, the research into that in particular was accelerated and it was meant to help with muscle disorders. Um, there was a doctor by the name of Alan B. Scott of the Smith Kettlewell Eye Research Foundation in San Francisco who did animal studies with that type A, and he hypothesized that you could actually use this stuff to help cure people who had crossed eyes. Cross-eyed? People who were cross-eyed? Mm -hmm. uh, there's an official name for that. It is called strabismus. I was not aware of that. Um, and it is a type of, quote, ophthalmic dystonia. Mm -hmm. And they found that when injecting this stuff into the muscles around the afflicted eyes – it loosened them up and caused them to go straight. So now we see the transformation from uh, a poison in your sausage or your, what was the phrase used, bespoiled ham. Mm. I like that one. Uh, to a weapon of war or would-be weapon of war to something that may 
it turns out, have health benefits. In 1978, Dr. Alan Scott gets FDA approval to inject more, um, you know, to experiment on people with botulinum toxin. And he trademarked it as Oculinum, and that was the name of the company that he incorporated with that patent. And by the late 80s, drug makers were paying attention. Uh, a manufacturer named Allergan purchased Oculinum, or, or purchased, rather, let's be technical here, purchased the rights to distribute it, and then the FDA approved this not just for strabismus, as Noel mentioned, but also for spasms of the eyelid muscle, uh, better known as blepharospasms. And it wasn't long after Allergan acquired this serum that they also got approval from the FDA to change the name. I didn't realize that was a thing. I guess it makes sense because you can't be, you know, that's why the names of uh, pharmaceuticals are often a little dull because I think they have to have some aspect in them that ties to the uh. actual substance, the actual material that's in the in the, the product. You can't call things smile pills. Yeah, exactly. And they changed it to Botox, which was a fun portmanteau of botulinum toxin type A Botox. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Uber Teen. Introducing Uber Teen Accounts, an Uber account for your teen with trackable trips and highly rated drivers. This is important stuff. Your teen can feel a sense of independence and you can follow their entire ride on that live tracking map. And, you know, I've actually been using Uber Teen lately to help my teen uh, get to and from various events. The other week, I used it to get them and their friend uh, to and from a concert in Atlanta. And today they're actually going to use it to get home from a football game. I watch every step of the way uh, from the moment the car's called to when they get in and then I can track their progress to and from their destination. It makes them feel safe and it lets me know that they're safe. I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And here's how it works. When your team requests a trip, they are matched with highly rated experienced drivers and you receive those real-time notifications as well as enhanced safety features. That's right. Pin verification, in fact, to ensure that your team enters the right vehicle. Live trip tracking for parents. Plus, you, the parent, can contact the driver directly from the app. And don't delay. Today, you can get 40% off. That's up to $15 off three Uber Teen rides. Valid for the first 30 days for new users in select markets. See app for details. Add your teen to your account today. Available in select locations. See app for details. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Sometimes to get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. We're nothing if not trailblazers here at Ridiculous History. And you know who also is a huge uh, iconoclastic challenger of the status quo, Ben? Who is that, Noel? Well, I think you know. It's hmm. Harry's. Yes, it's Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by all kinds of like slipshod, questionable products in the shaving industry. And they said, hey, you got to be the change. I was excited to try out the Winston set. It's an all-in-one package. You get some shaving cream. You get that great razor we're talking about. 
they also have deodorant. Yeah, I was about to say. Very helpful. I do really enjoy uh, their line of self-care products. Um, Richly lathering, skin-softening body washes and scents like redwood, wildlands, and stone. You want to know what a stone smells like? I've often wondered. Only you know you can. <laughs> so don't settle for the status quo, folks. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash history. Once again, that's harrys.com slash history for a $3 trial set. Now, here we are. Uh, we've gone through the discovery of this stuff, the application of it, and the various uses people tried to find for it that didn't quite work out like a weapon of war. Again, thank goodness we went with some health benefits instead. I'm very impressed. Good on you, human species. So the big question then was, how did we get from, how, how did we get from this sausage poison to um, a wrinkle treatment, right? Uh, it occurs in the 90s when a Canadian ophthalmologist named Dr. Jane Carruthers notices that her patients with eye spasms are starting to lose their frown lines, which is, you know, a specific type of line on the face that comes with aging, right? Yeah, it's like, a, oh, my goodness, Louise, not only is your eye not twitching anymore, you also have taken on a new youthful glow. Mm-hmm. And... Because that's how people talked in the 90s. In Canada. <laughs> yes. Yes, these are accurate reenactments. And in 1992, Dr. Carruthers, uh, along with her husband, who was a dermatologist, published a study that noted this uh, C. botulinum A exotoxin could be used to treat brow wrinkles, and they had no idea about how quickly the rest of the world would uh, catch on. So dermatologists across North America took note in the United States as well. By 1997, Botox use for wrinkles had spiked to the point that Canada ran out and people began to panic. And it's like, you know, I have a pretty distinct memory of like when you started hearing about Botox and it wasn't for me anyway until the early 2000s. And that's because the FDA in the United States didn't give Allergan approval to use Botox for that application that the Canadians uh, were so fond of already until 2002. And that's when they were able to get that approval for the temporary improvement of appearance of moderate to severe glabellar line or those vertical frown lines between your brow that, um, you know, mm-hmm. folks are, are, are want to, to get rid of. You hear them called worry lines. Worry lines. And this is not only – this is in men and women, um, and they can start to form as early as like 19 or 20 years old. Mm-hmm. This was a genuine treatment for something that a lot of people were very insecure about. You know, people wanted these wrinkles – gone and the FDA would keep issuing approval for different uses, right? And Botox became amazingly popular. I think you and I and super producer Casey all remember the glut of advertising, right? It started to show up in fictional shows too. Somebody would get Botox, right? You started to see advertisements for it in malls and in gyms and it would be called the, you know, the beauty secret in the health mags or, or the different lifestyle magazines. And then, of course, inevitably, knockoffs come into play, right? Which leads to one of my favorite phrases that we found here. 
Photox. Photox. That's rough. That's rough. What is it? Is it like baby laxative? Like what? what? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I am not a Photox authority, thank goodness. But we do also have to caution against using some kind of thing like that. Did somebody make homegrown botulism? Did they just get the right kind of stuff to grow on some bad sausages? Just do it in a petri dish and in their closet. That's that's yeah. not that's not a good look. No, uh, but a lot of people in the United States, a lot a lot of people did seem to think that Botox was a good look. Uh, it spiked like seven hundred percent since the early two thousands. That's according to the American Society of Plastic Surgeons. But that number is only tied to that cosmetic use. And as we've already been through quite a few other uses for this toxin that are under review currently or actually in practice. And that includes the treatment of cerebral palsy, a condition that involves severely contracted muscles. So it makes sense that you could use this to ease those spasms. It also has success with easy muscle spasms from multiple sclerosis or, and this surprised me, treating migraines. But as with anything that, uh, you know, uh, experiences such a meteoric rise so quickly, there's there's a backlash sometimes, right? And in that timeline on NBC, um, they talk about this Botox backlash and uh, terms, you know, thrown around like poker face and joker face. And the idea that it's just a little too available and maybe people are doing it a little too willy-nilly and not thinking about um, maybe some of the uh, the side effects. And even some celebrities that were all about it are a little less willing to, you know, come right out and say, this is something that I do. So then I guess the question is also, is this a fad, mm-hmm. right? Or is this just society adjusting to this treatment? You know, we're not uh, the kind of people who take pleasure in, uh, you know, mocking other people or ridiculing their choices. As far as we're concerned, I think I can speak for both of us here. If you're not hurting somebody, then do do as you will. You know, I wouldn't want to bully anybody for making a choice about their body that made them feel comfortable, confident, etc. But it is strange, and I don't think most people know, that this all goes back to one guy in the 1800s who said, what's wrong with all this sausage? Yep, and that tainted tube meat, um, you know, is is big, big money. Uh, despite this backlash we talked about, Allergan reported that in 2016, they finished with a 7% rise uh, in net revenues, and that is attributed to $3.9 billion in fourth quarter sales. Holy smokes. Well... I feel like it would be a little bit too personal a question to ask you, Noel, or you, Casey, if you would get this kind of stuff. So I'll go out and say it. By the, I, I think by the time that I am like elderly, I'll probably just be able to download myself into a robot or to get some sort of CRISPR-level genetic treatment. So I don't know how long the age of plastic surgery is going to exist in general. I totally agree, Ben. I look forward to slash uh, fear um, when that day comes. Uh, I just want to rattle off real quick a couple of the other products that Allergan peddles. Oh, good um, call. Leading, of course, the list is Botox, followed by Restasis, Ozerdex, Lenses, Vralar, Viberzi, Kybella, I know Kybella, I think I've seen that commercial, no idea what it does, uh, and Lostrin. 
These sound like if I'm living in some sort of He-Man Masters of the Universe world, this sounds like this is my traveling crew of adventurers. Gorilla! Lostrin! <laughs> Come hither, Verbeezy! <laughs> See? I think it works. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Uber Teen. Introducing Uber Teen Accounts, an Uber account for your teen with trackable trips and highly rated drivers. This is important stuff. Your teen can feel a sense of independence and you can follow their entire ride on that live tracking map. And, you know, I've actually been using Uber Teen lately to help my teen uh, get to and from various events. The other week, I used it to get them and their friend uh, to and from a concert in Atlanta. And today they're actually going to use it to get home from a football game. I watch every step of the way uh, from the moment the car's called to when they get in and then I can track their progress to and from their destination. It makes them feel safe and it lets me know that they're safe. I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And here's how it works. When your team requests a trip, they are matched with highly rated experienced drivers and you receive those real-time notifications as well as enhanced safety features. That's right. Pin verification, in fact, to ensure that your team enters the right vehicle. Live trip tracking for parents. Plus, you, the parent, can contact the driver directly from the app. And don't delay. Today, you can get 40% off that's up to $15 off three Uber Teen rides. Valid for the first 30 days for new users in select markets. See app for details. Add your teen to your account today. Available in select locations. See app for details. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's this. There's always a catch. So when we heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, what's the catch? So we dug in, and after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't a catch. Can you believe that? Mint Mobile's got a secret sauce, babies, and it is that they sell wireless service online and by doing so, cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet, sweet, delicious savings directly onto you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I know it's it's a tough job, but... Whenever I hear about naming cars or naming drugs, yeah. I always think, whose job is that? Who sits there and goes, <clears throat> Proton? No, wait, Protonica. <laughs> you know, that seems like a pretty sweet gig. If you have that job, please write to us. Let us know if you're taking suggestions. Ho, ho. What thither? Oh, no. I think I, I, think I remember this noise. Do you remember this? Not a good noise. Okay. I guess it's time. It's time, gentlemen. 
Jonathan Strickland, the Quister, you've returned yet again? I, I am back. I am back to quiz you on things that may or may not have happened. And of course, as we all know, it is your duty to, within the span of three minutes, determine whether the nonsense I spout is real or if I just made it up, please. A tire of your games, Quister. Oh, too bad, Noel, for this has become a permanent segment sporadically throughout the course of this podcast. And so, um, let's see, I gotta come up with an arbitrary rule. I know. We're talking sausages today, are we not? Yes. We, yeah, kind mm. of, yeah. yeah. Roundabout. So, at the beginning of every question you have for me within the span of those three minutes, once ah. the timer begins, you must precede your request with, please, sir, can I have some more? Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. And we and have then, to have to try. Uh, you need to twist your Oliver as hard as you can. Yeah, that sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what makes the voice so high-pitched. This is going to be cartoonishly cockney. Yes, so that's know. right. Well, it's because, it's because the query I have, the quandary, if you will, the stuff what I might have made up all might be true, happens to be of English origin. Are you prepared to hear the scenario? We are prepared. All right. There's a fist bump happening right in front of me. It's, we even blew it up. It's extremely <laughs> insulting to do that on an audio podcast, but we will continue nonetheless. I will signal to you, Master Bolin, to pull the giant lever on our timekeeping device, which, as we have previously established, takes up the entire back wall of this studio. Very expensive. And most of the budget. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll but get it's a, a running it's a, it's a long one, so don't worry. I'll, I'll point to you. <laughs> When it's time. What a surprise. Yeah, All right. these are getting longer each time. Listen, you left me with a lot of time on my hands to kind of put this together. and I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's equal blame here. All right, let's get on with it. Here we go. <clears throat> In the UK, sausages are sometimes called bangers, as in the famous dish, bangers and mash. But why bangers? Well... It is because in the early 19th century, before English law forced S. Laughter houses, oh, wait, no, sorry, slaughter houses to relocate far away from urban centers, the denizens of good old London town could hear the sound of the abattoir workers striking livestock over the head with a blunt instrument in preparation for the slaughter. The sausages produced by the packing industry then took on the name Bangers, and the nickname stuck even as the slaughterhouses were forced to relocate further away by the mid 1800s. A begin. Getting a running start and. Whoa! Okay, we're going. So I always just assumed that it was because sausages are like tied together and that if you like walked with them, they would bang together. Whoa, you eat some crazy rock hard sausages. Well, no, like, you know, they, they, they come on like a string. You got a string of sausages and like if you, you could sling them over your shoulder and as you walk, they would uh-huh. bang together, right? I don't know. Uh, place uh, more, have some more. Close enough. Go ahead. Whatever. That was beautiful. That's good. Go All right. So, good. uh, so. In what time period did this occur? Uh, early 1800s. Could By you... the mid-1800s, the UK passed laws that forced slaughterhouses away from urban centers for cleanliness issues. Please, sir, may I have some more? You may know. Oh, I don't have anything. Oh, well, that's fine. I, did you I, just want to do I the voice? Do <laughs> Cons- consider yourself at home. I do. Mm. Yeah. 
I am really, I, I'm really tempted to say true. One thing that's making me question it yeah. is that it would be strange for the food manufacturers to use that name. I could see the street level. Oh, it was, this was the nickname that people adopted for the sausages. It wasn't marketed as bangers. But why not call a steak a banger then, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like a hot club track. Yeah. A, that's different. How you that, that, that wasn't until many, many years later. That, that's what we call bangers now is like a really tight track. Yeah. Casey, could I have a gunshot and an air horn? That is the best use of our I love it. That's, yeah. Uh, all right. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hazard true on really? this. Really? Okay. Yeah, what do you think? I'm thinking false because I really do feel like the bangers is like the, they bang together. So we, shall we, shall we flip for it? Rochambeau? Rochambeau, uh, deathmatch, one, two, three, shoot. And we're supposed to call out what, the, what we, what we shot. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Ready? One, one two, two, three, scissor. I rock. Sorry. Okay. You, you beat me. Uh, so you're going with true. We're going with true. We're locking it in. Right. <laughs> Two in a row. You have fallen to the mastery of the quizster. Hey man, Rochambeau I, always seems like such a good idea, but I really think we should talk these through. It's a cruel oh, mistress, Rochambeau. Oh, it feels so good. I'm a little peeved at you, though, Ben. I gotta say. That's oh, I'm a little peeved to you. Why? I feel like you should be better at rock, paper, scissors. We play it all the time. That's true. <laughs> like I'm sitting in a big bowl of mashed potatoes. Oh, oh. Is, that, is that your Shangri-La? That's bangers and mash right there, my friend. Whoa. Right, okay. right is... in the potato. Yeah, I'm a little oh. peeved at me, too. Would you like to hear where the term bangers really came from? Yeah. Yes, please. It was a century later during World War One, which at the time they did not call World War One because they were optimistic and just called The Great War. Yeah, they didn't know there was going to be a sequel. They, no one had looked at the trailers. World War One. there was a meat shortage in the UK, and so sometimes the packers, the meat packers, would make up the difference in the lack of meat with a little extra water content in sausages, which are, of course, tied off in casings. You put a case filled with water, a, a watertight case ah. filled with water, on a hot surface. The water expands, sometimes causing the case to rupture, resulting in a banging noise, and that is why ah. they're called bangers. Because they would, like, pop. Yes. Wow. It's from the popping noise That's of the sausages cool. themselves. Well, also, I, I was wrong, too, then, so I, I feel better now. I mean, I, I wasn't... You I did, did say false. I did say false, but my explanation you, was not quite on the you mark. never know. You never know. Oh, also, just in case you were curious, the captive bolt pistol was invented in 1903 in Germany. Don't care. No. Oh, I thought I didn't think it was a bolt pistol. I was picturing the hammer. Right. No, I said blunt instrument. That's why I specifically looked up when was the oh, Captain right. Bolt pistol created. Well, it looks like now we are in a dead heat overall, right? Because oh, we, two for two. We are two for two. So the next one is going to be decisive the for ne- all the beans. Mm. Oh, I cannot wait. I bet it's going to be another one about bodies. <laughs> Look, man, we have sure we have some trends here, but we vary the show. We like the you know, we just also did a great episode on vitamin donuts. It's true. I I have no response to that. None at all. That's a first. Yeah, I'm just waiting for you to wrap this up so I can so I can leave. Crawl back into your corner. I'm just so 
I'm so tired of this room. He's got a little palette here with like candles and stuff. Is that is that how you read your fake history stories by candlelight? Yes, I read my fake history stories by candlelight. You've got a weathered picture stuck up with a thumbtack. I think it's a dog from the 50s. Is is that stock photography? It's my aunt. Okay. So on that note. Uh, let's hope that we have only lost the battle and not the war in our continuing conflict with the villainous quizster, Jonathan Strickland. <laughs> You're here. In the meantime, if you'd like to send us some, uh, some words of comfort as we are both emotionally shattered right now, mm-hmm. you can write to us at ridiculous at howstuffworks.com. You can also, um, you know, send us an e-card or a nice gif and post it on ridiculous history on Facebook. Uh, you can talk to us on Instagram. We're going to try to do a better job of uh, being part of this online community. Um, <laughs> and we're going to do that soon in the form of our first ever Facebook live. Yes, the rumor that we just started are true, ladies and gentlemen. We are indeed going to be Facebook Live and direct with a Ridiculous History family, and we'd love to uh, we'd love to meet you, IRL sort of. So uh, drop by, toss us a toss us a like, ask us some weird questions, and be prepared for some strange answers. When is that going to be? Do we do we know yet? Or are we just kind of floating the idea out there, and then we'll 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 nail down the date? We're uh, planting the seed. Planting now. the seed. Yeah. I'm just excited for everyone to finally see the Quister's amazing costume. <laughs> That's definitely going to happen. That's true. We do. It's going to happen. Things I'm going to have to start working on right away. You're not invited. Oh, I'm going to be there. So how will our first Facebook Live turn out? There's there are several ways to find out, but you want to watch it live, and we'll let you know exactly when that's happening in an upcoming episode. Until then, we'd love to shout out our super producer, Casey Pegram, our pal Alex Williams, who composed our theme, and regular contributor. Lori L. Dove, who wrote the How Stuff Works article, Toxic German Sausages Are Responsible for Botox. And most importantly, we'd like to thank you for tuning in, giving us a listen, and follow up on that recommendation from my excellent co-host there. Don't be a stranger. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. You can write to us directly at ridiculous at howstuffworks.com. See you next time. Send more fan mail for the quizster. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.
This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Uber. Introducing Uber Teen Accounts, an Uber account for your teen with trackable trips and highly rated drivers. Your teen can feel a sense of independence and you, as the parent, can follow their ride on a live tracking map. Yeah, when your teen requests a trip, they're matched with highly rated, experienced drivers and you receive real-time notifications. And, you know, I've actually been using Uber Teen lately to help my teen uh, get to and from various events. The other week, I used it to get them and their friend uh, to and from a concert in Atlanta. And today, they're actually going to use it to get home from a football game. It makes them feel safe, and it lets me know that they're safe. I absolutely love it. And today, you can get 40% off. That's up to $15 off three Uber Teen rides. Valid for the first 30 days for new users in select markets. See app for details. Add your teen to your account today. Available in select locations. See app for details.